Welcome to the Voice of Conservative Values with Daniel Bobinski of True Idaho News and Uncover DC. Brought to you by conservativesof.com. And now, here's Daniel. Hello and welcome to the Voice of Conservative Values show. My name is Daniel Bobinski. And if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know that we look at things through a conservative lens. And when I say that I'm a conservative, I mean that I'm trying to conserve the principles upon which our founders stood when they created this great country. And, you know, one of the founding documents of the country was the Northwest Ordinance. We've all heard of the Declaration. We've heard of the Constitution, of course. And a lot of folks haven't heard or studied much about the Northwest Ordinance. But it was one of the organic laws of this country Uh, The ordinance received approval from the House of Representatives the same year that the Constitution was approved, and Article 3 of the Northwest Ordinance talks about both religion and public education. In fact, Article 3 reads, religion, morality, and knowledge being necessary to good government and the happiness of mankind, schools and the means of education shall ever be encouraged. Think about that. So they're talking about religion, morality, and knowledge being necessary to good government and the happiness of mankind. And therefore, schools and the means of education should be encouraged. It wasn't just about knowledge. It was about religion and morality, too. And this is not up for debate. This is factual. It's in the congressional record. And yet, people elected to school boards today believe that they have the right to dictate their own edicts, regardless of the desires of parents or the community. And with us in the studio today is someone who is making a difference for parents to restore the focus on good, solid Judeo-Christian principles. She is the state director for a group uh, called Power to Parent Union, and she's a spark plug in what I, the first degree, Kayla Dunn. Kayla, Welcome to the Voice of Conservative Values. Hello, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me today. It is a pleasure to have you in the studio. Uh, Power to Parent Union is a group that started in Nevada, I understand. Mm -hmm. And now it's in four states, uh, Maryland, Florida, and Idaho. Is that correct? Yes, yes. So we have Nevada, Nevada, Maryland, Florida, and Idaho, and you are the state director for Idaho. Yes. Tell us a little bit about Power to Parent Union. Yes, thank you. So a Power to Parent uh, started in 2014 by two mama bears. They were rallying around a comprehensive sex um, education issue in Nevada, where you had groups like Planned Parenthood that partnered with curriculum specialists, and they were bringing sex ed um, in kindergarten. And so they were pivotal in getting an opt-in for that. So they were teaching things that I can't even talk about right now, or I shouldn't talk about on the radio. Um, They were attempting to, to introduce that to school. in in school at the kindergarten level. And so that's how Power to Parent began, just two mama bears fighting for parental rights, and then it just grew into a big movement. Eventually, they began the parent union. Why? Because what they realized is that the teachers union have too much power. 
and parents did not have a seat at the table. When negotiations were being made, when policies were being created, the parents were not a part of that conversation. And so they said, hey, why don't we create a parent union, right? Let's get parents together, build a parent army, rally these parents together, teach them how to advocate for their children in the most effective way. And so they kind of modeled their structure after what they saw in the teachers union. Mm-hmm. And that is interesting that mm-hmm. you, you call it a union. I mean, typically most conservatives would look at the word union. <laughs> And it doesn't necessarily draw a positive connotation. Um, when I first got out of the Navy, I drove for UPS for a while and, and drove truck, right? So I was, I was, and I was part of the Teamsters Union. Mm-hmm. And so I understand a little bit about how the unions work. I know that they would send us their newspaper uh, every month, a little, a little readout. And then at election time, it would tell us the candidates that they supported, the Teamsters Union candidates. Uh, and I would look at that and I would look at my own research and invariably I was always voting opposite of what the Teamsters <laughs> Union. So a lot of people, you know, they, a lot of conservatives, Judeo-Christian yeah. conservatives tend to look at the unions and go, mm, not so sure. But you're, you're not doing that per se. You're taking the concept of a union and making it strength in numbers. Is that correct? Absolutely. It's all about strengths and numbers and um, becoming a force to be reckoned with. Uh, and I did I did get a lot of that. Everyone was just like, well, a union? You know, we're kind of concerned about unions down here. And I was just like, well, it's not like collective bargaining. Um, <laughs> but we are using that model and we yeah. are saying we are a union because we are parents that are united. That is our parent union. And then we have some of the same, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned like, um, like, like, for instance, like union members or unions, they have the chapters have like monthly meetings. So we require our, our chapters to have, you know, one meeting per month. And so we're just, you know, taking that model and we're using it for the benefit of the parents and, and, and parental rights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of funny as I was uh, prepping for the show and I was looking at the history of unions and it actually goes back to to the guilds in medieval Europe, really? uh, when you had uh, you know d- people of merchant unions and then craft um, merchant guilds and uh, and and uh, craft guilds, and they would get together because they had more power working together. Right, like merchant guilds would be able to protect their their merchandise when it was traveling because it was power in numbers, and that evolved into the unions in America when we had. Uh, this is supposed to be a Judeo-Christian country, right? And yet, uh, and John Adams was pretty clear that unless we have people who are following Scripture, he says our Constitution was made for a moral and religious mm-hmm. people, wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And so you have to have those Judeo-Christian principles in place, or it doesn't work. So you go back a hundred and hundred twenty-five years ago when you had people who were who were running organizations and companies and taking advantage of children. And families making 12-hour work, 12-hour right. a day workday, seven days a week, mm-hmm. child labor. That's when the unions rose up and they had huge value to restore rights. Individually, they had no power, but together they had a lot of power. And that's what I see what's happening with this Power to Parent Union. Yes, sir. A coalition of parents coming together around these issues, that is powerful. 
that is the difference between a school board deciding on a mask mandate or not. When you take a look at what Nampa did, when you took it, when you take a look at what West Ada was able to accomplish initially, um, when they were looking at mask mandates, when you have a hundred people showing up to a school board meeting versus five or six people, that makes a difference because they know that you guys are united and they know that you're getting organized. Which is, again, it's typically not a word that we would associate with conservatism, conservativism, but <laughs> conservatism. But it is a, a fact when you have the it people, is. the numbers, and that's what you mean by the union. Right. So you're not striking for higher wages, but you are <laughs> going out for well, like parents, you know, you can never pay parents enough. But you got parents working together and you're standing up for parental rights. Tell us a little bit about how the Power to Parent Union uh, helps equip parents. Wonderful. So we educate parents. We are considered a nonprofit educational um, organization. And so what we what we have done is we have crafted what we called Parent Leadership Academy. So it's training for parents. What I found when I moved here was that there were parents scrambling trying to figure out what do we do? They were intimidated by their school boards because, you know, the school boards, uh, the, the way that they talk to parents is as, as though that they are superior and the parents are inferior. And so how do you talk to a school board? How do you address a school board talking about decorum how do you um, if there's an open meeting law violation um, how do you rectify that Um, how do you write your attorney general how do you write your prosecuting attorney um uh, how, to, how to become a citizen lobby. You know, let's take a look at legislation. Let's talk about education savings accounts and school choice. You know, what do you do? So we give them the education and the tools to to advocate for their children in the best and most effective way um, possible. We also talk about messaging, how to craft a winning message, because oftentimes, you know, as you know, although they retracted, you know, what they said about parents being, you know, labeling them domestic terrorists, that's what happens. You have all these parents and they're angry, righteous anger, and they go to these school board meetings and they're just angry and they don't know what to do. And so they take that message and they take these angry parents and they call them terrorists. So we talk about, you know, messaging and we talk about public speaking. We train them on public speaking. So there's so many different things that we teach them to to, to best advocate for their children. This is so important. This is so important. Mm-hmm. I recall uh, last year when they had the special session down at the state house to talk about the liability, uh, the, the immunity for the, the business owners, and they had a special session of, of the legislature. Well, you had people showing up who had not been heard. The legislators were not answering their mm-hmm. emails, not answering their phone calls. And so here's a special session of the legislature last year. They called it an extra, extraordinary session. Hundreds of people showed up, and they did not know the decorum mm-hmm. of the state house. And that's why you had the problems that you had, people wanting to be heard, yelling. Uh, you had the push-pull on the glass door uh, that ended up with the torque of the door breaking the glass. The glass was not intentionally, mean, you've watched the video, the glass was not intentionally yeah. broken. But it's, it's learning about the decorum of where you're going. That's what you're talking about. You go to a school yeah. board meeting, there's a certain procedure that they just need to understand. Right. There's a certain procedure. And plus, we don't want them to win, which means we don't want these school board meetings getting shut down. When I was living in Nevada, I was a part of a group. It was like Nevadans against Common Core. And we were fighting Common Core. We were also fighting high stakes testing, like SBAC testing. And I was just so angry. I was involved in the group. And I would show up and I would try to speak. No one trained me. And I was just so ignorant. And so I would show up and I... And, 
you have three minutes to speak. And I would speak and they would they, they would stop me. They would cut me off. And they said, you're not on the agenda topic. You're not on the keep it, keep it to the agenda. And I didn't even know what that meant. And so I found myself frustrated and just walked away from the podium because I didn't understand. You know, so we teach these parents, well, let's take a look at the school board docs documents. Let's take a look at the agenda. OK, so where can we put you in? Where can we find that topic um, that you can speak on so that they do not cut you off mid sentence? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, let's let's give a little bit of an example here of what's happening, because uh, we've got some school boards where you've had some good wins. We want, we want to talk about those. But we've got some school boards where they're kind of pushing the parents out. And that's kind of been a trend. And it bothers me. And, and I don't think we have an answer for this other than sin. But people yes. run for a school board position. You would think yes. this is people look at school board uh, positions often and they go, oh, it's it's, quote, just a school board. But you still have to get elected to it. So you run for the office, you get elected, and somehow something shifts. Suddenly you, you are in a position of power and authority, and it kind of goes to your head. And you start getting a little bit, I think you, you, the word arrogant might be one that could work. But you seem to think that uh, these people, they, they get corrupted. It's, it's a little bit of power, and power tends to corrupt. Yes. And they start thinking that they know what's best or maybe they're being bribed or bullied or blackmailed or something by somebody to push an agenda. And we don't know that. Maybe they're keeping that hush hush. We don't know. But here's a situation that's uh, current right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as of this uh, time that we're recording this, this is down in, in, in the Basin School Board is up in Idaho City. We have a board that is not taking in-person testimony from parents. Mm-hmm. They're, they're voting on agenda items without taking those public comments. They take a public meeting. They, they turn it into an, a, quote, executive session. So they, they push all the public out so they can discuss things. They've appointed people to the, the board without an election who doesn't even live in the mm-hmm. zone. This, mm-hmm. is, this is crazy. They're, they're, I've got a, a, a comment here from a parent. Last year, our daughter was beginning her high school career at the Idaho City High School. There was a mask mandate in place at the school, not the town, the school. We have a religious exemption. Our daughter could not wear a mask. The school board and staff mocked our religious exemption, told us there was no such thing as a religious exemption. And apparently one of the school board members that was doing the mocking is allegedly a Christian pastor. Uh, this is not the kind of school board one would imagine that the, that the founders imagined when they were talking about the Northwest yeah. Ordinance, that religion and morality should be part and encouraged so when you have a situation like this, what, how would you go about uh, educating your, 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 what do you call them, teams, chapters? What? Our chapters. Um, and, and I heard about this situation, which is why um, Idaho City uh, residents reached out to us and we formed an Idaho City chapter. And so right now we're getting them organized. In fact, um, uh, several days before the election, they put out a did you know flyer exposing some of this. And I guess in the most appropriate way possible, trying not to smear, but just stating um, relevant facts. And they were putting them on doors and, and they are being effective because within, I think it was maybe 24 or 48 hours, the superintendent put out a statement clarifying reactively everything that they said on that. Did you know flyer? And so the first thing is what we do is we want to rally the parents, right? If we don't have parents willing to step up, then the chapter is just dead. So we want to rally parents. And so, th- 
And you call them rallies, not, I, not protests. They're not protests. They're rally, right? Because we're getting people excited. We're bringing them together for this issue. And, and they are, see, that's a messaging thing. Mm-hmm. Rally. <laughs> so it's rally. So we rally these parents together. And then once we rally the parents together and we and we start getting them organized, we start assigning and delegating roles, right? Whatever their gifts and talents are, we start assigning and delegating roles. But if the, the, if the parents are not aware of what's happening, they don't feel a need to get involved. So the first thing we do is make them aware. What is the problem before we can start looking for solutions? Like in Weezer, the chapter there, the parents, did they weren't aware that they had a, a teacher who had been surplused from the middle school, teaching in the high school, this creative writing class where he distributed obscene and pornographic material to these students. They, I, I, I had seen that article. Yeah. I read that poem that he was reading. It was highly graphic. Highly and yet no parents were ever acknowledged. He just decides to read this in class. Yeah. And so the parents find out about it. And then what? tell us more of what happened. So the parents find out about it and they call me. <laughs> what do we do? Well, the great thing was they were organized. And so we gave them a blueprint because, again, we've seen this in other states happen. It happened in Nevada. So we gave them a, a blueprint. So the parents, the first thing that they did was they called an emergency meeting with a school board member um, in that area. Um, the principal and the teacher, uh, and I, I believe the teacher declined to attend the meeting. And we and we know that it's almost impossible to fire a teacher because of the teacher's union. And um, we've experienced that. And so they wanted to make the, the principal aware. And so they gathered about 11 or 12 parents uh, to attend a meeting. And so at that meeting, they expressed their concerns. They presented the material. But more importantly, our team researched the Idaho uh, code or the, the law that stated it's illegal to distribute obscene material to to children under a certain age or someone who's mentally impaired. And so these parents realized not only that this teacher violate our trust, but this teacher, there was a law that was committed. And so um, they were waiting for a satisfactory response and they never received one. Everyone was trying to absolve themselves from any responsibility. In fact, the superintendent put out a statement saying that they would have never approved this. So they admit that this was not school age appropriate. Mm-hmm. However, and, 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 and they, they also said that, you know, they can't tell us what's happened to the teacher um, because mm-hmm. that information is confidential. Sure. Um, so the parents want this teacher out like yesterday. But we know that it's almost impossible to fire the teacher. So we got these parents organized and they're still working. And some of those parents also filed um, uh, complaints with the police department. But here you have an example of a dozen parents getting together Mm -hmm. versus just one or two. Right. And I have relatives who were administrators in schools. And when you have a parent come in to complain, right. it's, it's just they, they kind of wave it off. It's just, oh, I just had a troublemaker parent come in. But when you have 12 show up at once and sit down, when you have 12 people in a room, it makes a difference. And that's what we're talking about with regards to unionizing. <laughs> I love the idea. So you give them a blueprint, but you don't just work with schools. You guys deal with parenting across the board, don't you? Yes, Absolutely. And, and I understand you guys, and this is exciting to me, when you told me that 
uh, before we got on the air that you have, you guys have teamed up with uh, the Leadership Institute. Yes. And I've been through some of the Leadership Institute's training, and it's fantastic. Yeah. So the fact that you guys are bringing Leadership Institute training into Power to Parent Union, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. So we partnered up with the, um, with the Leadership Institute. I have not brought them here yet. We're looking at bringing them here in the next few months. And so what, what we've done is we've identified, we realize that parents want to get involved with school boards and they should be on the school boards. A lot of parents are just upset about what's taking place and they want a seat at the table. And so we said, hey, let's partner up with the Leadership Institute and let's bring some school board training. So if you're thinking about running for school board, you're thinking about getting involved, you want to know what that entails, the Leadership Institute will come here and do a full day training um, and they include uh, a meal as well. well. And that's all for Power to Parent members. Let, let's let people know how to get a hold of you if they want to get start a chapter or yeah. get involved. How would somebody get a hold of you? Well, they can email me at P, like pizza um the number two and then p again idaho um at proton mail so that's p2p idaho at protonmail.com you can email me directly you can also visit us on our facebook page a power to parent union idaho and you can send me a message there but the most uh, the, the best way is just to email me directly we can see if there's a chapter in your area get you plugged in with that president or if you want to create your own chapter we can show you how to do that as well and it's not just school boards, though. There's other parenting training that goes on. You have a parent leadership academy. Um, you have how to write, how to contact your legislators. How to contact your legislators. That is the most important part of this, Daniel. We, and then teachers, we have a group in Florida that's working on getting teachers de-unionized. We love our teachers as well. Yeah, I know. I saw your eyes perk up on that one. <laughs> we are, there are some teachers that, you know, let me just go back and, and with, with this. So what we want to do is foster good relationships with community members. We are not out to get all, you know, school board um, uh, trustees. If they're not doing their job, yeah, we're going to get them out of there and we're going to take the seat. But the main thing is we want to foster good relationships with these school board trustees, with school school administrators and with teachers and with our legislators because they all work for us. And so a lot of people are intimidated when you when you talk about a politician. Well, how do we talk to our? How, they think that politicians are sitting like in an ivory tower. So these politicians are just, are just people and they work for you. So how do you communicate with your politician you know how do you talk about you know the possibility of them introducing a bill that's going to stand on you know parental rights it's it's it is something that a lot of folks aren't taught when they are going to school no and it should be and so here you are uh in many ways stepping in saying hey we're going to help fill the gaps yes we're going to provide you the training we're going to help you get together it's not just though uh a pushback you guys get together and support each other yeah you guys have i was reading you guys have prayer meetings as well yeah uh and you don't even have to be a parent to be involved you know you can be a grandparent you can mm -hmm. be an uncle you can be an aunt you can you know and it, everybody's a son or a daughter yeah uh, we're not always a parent but we can still get involved and help this movement if you care about parental rights you should be involved in this movement it doesn't matter whether you gave birth to a child or not. If you care about these children and you care about parental rights, everyone should be involved. And we're not trying to break up any existing groups. We're just taking these groups and we're saying, hey, let's get you organized. Let's build this team. Let's 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 use a brand like when you see the check sign, you know, that's Nike. Right. 
And we are creating waves because people are talking about us. That's what we want. Everyone's doing their part to work towards this, but we are one united front and that represents power, whether it's Northern Idaho or Florida or Maryland, they're going to see us everywhere and they're going to know that we are a force to be reckoned with. (laughs) That's what we want. It's interesting on, on the uh, power to parent union website, you guys uh, cite a court case from the district court in Michigan from 1985. And I just wanted to read this sentence here. It says, the rights of parents to care, custody, and nurture of their children is of such character that it cannot be denied without mm. violating those fundamental principles of liberty and justice, which lie at the base of all our civil and political institutions. And such right is a fundamental right protected by the first, fifth, ninth, and fourteenth amendments. Mm-hmm. That's that, so we're we're talking about parental rights, right. not just school boards. No, everything having to do with the right of the parent. Parental rights. That that is civil rights, right? The right to parent is a civil right, and we're talking about parental rights across the board. It just so happens that the school board issue is a hot topic right now right. because we just want parents to have choice. You want to homeschool your child? Fine. You want to go to a micro school? Fine. You want a private school? Fine. It doesn't matter. You want to keep your kids in public school? That's okay too. But you should be able to parent your way. And these administrators and school board trustees and and everyone involved should listen to your voice because it is is your right to direct your child's education. We we are talking here with with Kayla Dunn. She's the uh, director of the Idaho chapter for Power to Parent Union. Um, and we've just got a few minutes left. Uh, uh, Kayla, uh, tell us again how someone can get a hold of you if they're looking to get in- involved. Yeah, so please send me an email at p2pidaho at protonmail.com. That's P like in pizza, the number two P at a pro. I got I lost myself there. <laughs> uh, P2P Idaho at protonmail.com. You can also find us on our Facebook. Go on Facebook, like our page, um, Power to Parent Idaho or the Power to Parent Union Idaho. You can find our Facebook page as well. But email me directly. Let's have a conversation. If you need help with something, I'm here to help you. And let's get you plugged in and let's get you organized. And um, and 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 that's it. In a chapter. And yeah. so the idea is to fill the whole state with chapters. Yes. And chapters uh, can work independently because every locality has its own special yes. issues to address. Uh, but I guess you said that chapters can collaborate and do things together. Yes. Obviously, when there's training coming in from from like organizations like the Leadership Institute, mm-hmm. those, those regional meetings, everybody can attend. Uh, so and you do rallies, not protests. I love that. Yes, it is a rally. And, uh, and you can go find out more. Just go to the website, which is power to parent dot org. Uh, just go to power2parentunion.org and find that. It's power the number two, the word parent. Dot org. Dot org. Just right. dot org. Yeah, power to parent dot org. All right. Well, you have been listening to the Voice of Conservative Values. And Kayla, it is a pleasure to have you in the studio. Thanks for joining me. Um, and we're on the air, by the way, every Saturday morning here at 8 o'clock. And of course, if you miss a show or you want to go back and hear previous shows, you can just go to the archives at 941thevoice.com. That's 941thevoice.com. And click on the Programs tab. And then choose the Program Archives. And you can even download previous shows and share them with your friends. Uh, this show is sponsored by conservativesof.com. Conservatives of is a political action committee that promotes candidates 
who subscribe to the Judeo-Christian worldview. And your support helps keep this show on the air. You can go to conservativesof.com, make a donation. I also want to invite you to watch the Voice of Conservative Values TV show every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. It's a live show on Brighteon TV. Let's go to brighteon.tv, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N.tv. And there's no need to register. Just go there and watch 2 o'clock live on Thursday afternoons. This is Daniel Bobinski with the Voice of Conservative Values. Thanks for tuning in. Until next week, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to the Voice of Conservative Values. If you'd like to support this broadcast and Conservatives Of in the Treasure Valley, you can do so at conservativesof.com. Freedom can only be maintained by a prayerful, informed, vigilant, and engaged citizenry.